Numbers chapter 10, verse number 25. And the standard of the camp of the children of Dan set forward, which was a rearward of all the camps throughout the ho their host, and over the host was Ebenezer and his son Abishai. Here in chapter 10, if you study chapter 10 in the book of Numbers, it's showing us the way God's people are to set forth and to go. They're following the Ark of the Covenant, and they're going through the wilderness, and this is how they're supposed to do so. God did not just leave it up, uh, leave it up to their imagination. God didn't leave it up to their own discernment. But every step was guided and ordered by God. God said that I want the children of Judah and to go out first and some of the other tribes and then all the temp, uh, things of the temples concerning the temple was next. And there was some that all the way back. And at the end of the way was the, the camp of Dan. As they striked out forward this, this camp of Dan. Now how many of you remember watching the old cowboy movies? The wagon trains would be going down the road and all of a sudden you see them circle in, in, a, in a circle. And they put all the values in the middle of the camp to, to protect them. Well, this is where they got it out of. They got it out of the Bible. But in the Bible, it, there wasn't, it wasn't circle. It was like four corners that they done that. They put it in four corners. So when you look at this camp structure of the children of Israel, it was like that. Uh, and the tabernacle was in the middle of it. And when they headed out, Judah would ride out first. And then the other tribes and the things that the temple concerning the temple would go out and Dan would pull up the very end. Verse 25, it says the camp of Dan. Looking at this verse, there's a word that got my attention and it's called rearward. I've mispronounced that several times. I call it reward. But it's pronounced rearward. And basically what it is, it's the, it's the rear guard, those that bring up the rear. In any army uh, uh, platoon that you always have those that go lead the point, you go with those that lead the middle, then you always have somebody bringing up the rear to watch the rear. The reason why they do that, they don't want somebody to slip in behind them and get a hold of them and suddenly attack them from behind. Them. That's what the camp of Dan was. Was and that was a job of them. It was a very important job. Just because they were at the end of the line, just because it was the end of it, doesn't mean they weren't important. You keep your eye out for the enemy, and that's what Dan was making sure they just don't come up on us when we're not looking and wipe us all out. We find this happening a lot in the Bible. Uh, they didn't have a, a, a rear guard. If you read in Joshua chapter 8, uh, the second battle God's people got into with a with, uh, fight with, uh, with the, the uh, city called Ai. And they didn't have a rear ward. You'll find that they won the battle because there was no rear guard and they came out, the children of Israel, they didn't do anything concerning the, the back door and they slipped in behind them and wiped them out because they had nobody Guarding the rear. You'll find in 2 Samuel chapter 5, uh, the story where David was uh, fought the Philistines. And God told him, when you hear the sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, 
Then he said, come up from behind them. They didn't have anybody protecting the rear. They didn't have anybody protecting the rear. So we see it. Uh, can I say to your heart tonight as a child of God, as a soldier of God, uh, in Jesus Christ's army tonight, you have a rear warden. You have a rear guard tonight. You've got somebody looking out for the back of you. You've got somebody watching your back tonight. Somebody's looking at you. Somebody's making sure that somebody don't try to slip in behind you to wipe you out. You've got a rear guard tonight. Look at Isaiah chapter 52. Isaiah chapter 52. Verse number 12. For you shall, go, you shall not go out with haste, nor go out by fight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rearward. Now that word rearward is only mentioned six times in the Bible. If you study that, look at it. He said, I'm, I'm going to go for you. I'm going to be the one that's going to lead you. I'm going to be the one that's guiding you. But also, I'm also the one that's got your back. I'm the one that's back there making sure the enemy can't slip up behind you. I've got your back. He says, where nobody else can get your back. I've got it. I've got it. I, I'm not, not just going for you, but I'm going behind you. So preaching on this, God has got my back tonight. God has got my back tonight. You know what I found out? There are a lot of people say, I've got your back. I've had a lot of people tell me, I've got your back. You find out if, you, if you've worked with the Lord long enough. If you haven't, you will find out soon enough in this journey. There are some people that will say, I have got your back. I am with you. I am walking with you. I am going to walk through this with you. But when the chips are down and everything comes against you, they are gone. In fact, some of them says, I've got your back, but when it really means I've got a knife stuck in your back. Amen. That's what they're really saying. Every one of us knows what it feels like to be betrayed or betrayed. But I'm glad that we serve a God this evening that has said, I've got your back tonight. I'm here for you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. He is watching over you. As you read uh, Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel just came out of uh, Egypt and the cloud was covering them by day and watching over them. The Bible said in Exodus chapter 14, don't turn there. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel and removed and went behind them and the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood between them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud of darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these. So that one came not near to the other word. He says, He says, God says, I, I've got this. They cannot get no closer to you than this. Uh, I've got something between you and them. Uh, they're not slipping on your back. Uh, I have got your back tonight. It's good that we have God to stand between us and our enemies tonight. God just didn't throw out the clouds and say, hey, not today. You ain't getting it today. You're not going to get them. 
God said, I'm watching over them. I'm telling you, in, in my walk with God knows what it's all about. I have felt the grace, the good grace of God do, uh, do for me uh, what I could not do for myself. Uh, uh, it could help me when I could not help myself. And such a blessing to know I have a God that got my back tonight. Here in Isaiah 52, the Lord, he said, the Lord will go for you. He's going before you. That means he's guiding them. He's guiding them around. He, he wasn't just guiding them. He said, I, I, I will also be your rearward. I'll be your rear guard tonight. That means he's also guarding them tonight. Isn't it blessing to know that he's already gone before you? You say, how far has he gone before me? Praise God, he went all the way to the grave and beyond and to the throne of Jesus in the third heaven. That's how far he's gone. That means no, no matter where I go or no where I've been, He's already been there for me. While I'm here this way, He has cleared out a way for me. Uh, he's making a way for me. He is guarding my rear. He is watching out behind me. He has got my back tonight. He, he's just not a guiding, but He's also guarding. He's just not before me. He's also behind me. He's just not the first He's the last. He's just not the alpha, but he's the omega. He's just not the beginning. He's the end. He's just not just another author of my faith, but he is the finisher of my faith. He's not just here today and yesterday, but he's here forever. And Genesis said in the beginning, God, in Revelation 21, 21 it says, By the grace of Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. He is my past. He is my present. He is in my future. He has got my back tonight. What a blessing to know that God is standing behind you, before you, and on each side of you. You may never have anybody in your life to be as close for you as God has been for you. But I'm telling you, there's a God in heaven has got your back tonight. Amen. This army can march comfortably knowing who was the real Lord of the army tonight, he's got their back. He's not a Judas who will betray him. He's not a Peter that will deny him. He's not a Demas that will forsake him. He is not a Bathsheba that will betray him. He's not a Jacob that will deceive him. He is not a devil that will seek and strengthen and destroy. I'm telling you, God has got our backs tonight. You can, you can count on him. You can trust on him tonight. Whatever God allows to slip through his fingers from his desk in heaven, he already knows it. It doesn't catch him by surprise. It may catch you by surprise. You may have a question mark, but there's never a question mark in God. He knows exactly what's happened. He knows exactly what's going on. It's good to know that God has got our backs tonight. I, I feel so much better that God has got my back that I can say I can march on forward knowing that God is leading me, God is directing me, I, that he's also got my back. I feel safe and secure in the arms of the Lord. So what does this mean by him having our back? Well, by him having our back, he protects us. He protects us. That's what the rear guard does. They protect the backside. Remember in Amalek, when we talked about Amalek the other night, what did he do? He, he slipped up behind them. They didn't have a rear guard. 
and he preyed on the weary and the weak and came in behind them. Because that kind of let them, the rear guard, get a little bit relaxed. Sometimes we do that. If Amalek is a picture of the flesh, then the real blessing in my life is that I have a rear guard in the name of Jesus Christ. And he's keeping me, even from my flesh, from sneaking up behind me and causing harm. He's, He's protecting us tonight. He, he, he exposes it with his words. He exposes it through his preaching. He points out to saying, hey, there is a danger. You don't need to be over. He's preaching like this. God is being a, a rear guard, giving you warning of the things in your life that you need to watch out for. God is protecting us. Amen. That is God saying, hey, you better watch out. That flesh is coming up behind you. Amen. You say, what is he doing? He's protecting us. He's protecting us. He is our rear guard tonight. Rear guard. Everybody ever heard of a man named Wim? They, people pronounce it Cowper. It's spelled C-O-W-P-E-R, but it's, also, it's pronounced Cooper, the way they pronounce it. Uh, he, he wrote the hymn, There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath the blood, loses all guilty stains. But he also wrote another song called God Moves in Mysterious Ways. This man lived in the late 1700s, and he, he wrote that when he was in a deep, deep depression. In fact, he had a, he had a, a bouts with deep depression. He, he'd get into deep depression that sometimes they had to put him in a, in a hospital to be watched at because he became so suicidal. So he was out one time and he was at his home and, uh, and he's uh, getting, he getting back into that deep depression and, and he'd, uh, he uh, wrote a note on his desk and left it on his desk and he walked downstairs and walked down his steps and, and he held a cab. It was one of his horse-grown cabbies and uh, and uh, the guy pulled up, and he, he got in, and he said he wanted to take him to a bridge. His intent was to go and jump off that bridge and end his life. But what happened is, when he start, the cabbie started driving out, this dense fog rolled in. It, it rolled in that he couldn't even see his horse that was in front of him. They'd been traveling around for 30 or 40 minutes, and finally the cabbie looked at us and said, Sir, you're going to have to get out right here because I, I don't know if I, I'm going to hurt you or hurt myself. I don't want to hurt you. You're just going to have to get out right here. So William got out right there. He looked around. He saw the steps. He said, They're my steps. They've been traveling 30, 40 minutes around town and he brought him right back to the same place where he got into that cabbie and he dropped him off right back to his house. So what he does, he goes upstairs and he gets that note that he wrote to his family that he's going to kill himself and he tears it up and he writes this, God moves in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. He plants his foot in the sea and riches upon the storm. Ye fearful saints, Fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break. And blessings on your head. His purpose will ripen fast, unfold every hour. The bud may have bitter taste, but sweet with the flower. Blind unbelief, ensure to err. And scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter, and he will make it plain. God moves in mysterious ways. 
You, you say, what was this fellow saying? He was saying, God protecting me. He didn't understand how or why and what it was going on, but God was looking out for me, and I believe we're, we are going to find that someday uh, that when we lay our heads down, uh, we don't know exactly what God prevented, uh, what God stayed his hand against somebody coming after us. You'll never know when you lay your head down at night uh, when God stayed somebody from running a red light uh, or crossing over that center line. Uh, you'll never know that. But I believe there's going to be one day in heaven and God's going to show you all those times that his hand uh, held up before you and he was protecting your life. Amen. I believe he'll show us that one day. I believe it. Thank God I got somebody that's got my back tonight. There's nothing that happens in your life that does not first slip through the fingers of the providence of God Almighty Himself. There's nothing that drops into your lap that doesn't slide across his step, his desk from the Almighty God. If God has brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. You, 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 look, at that, you look at the life of uh, Paul's life, how God had, was uh, his rear guard. When Paul was first got saved, they sought to kill him, and the disciples got together and they were lowered him down the wall in a basket. That's a good message right there. Don't let go of the rope because you don't know who's in your basket. <laughs> they let him down that way. And then one time they, they said, we're going to make a covenant. We're going to swear that we'll not drink nor eat until Paul is dead. But they didn't realize Paul's nephew heard them say that. And he went and told the Roman guards, hey, you better not bring him out here. They already made a vow. They're going to kill him. God was protecting him. You say, what well, it might have been his nephew. No, God made everything. God orchestrated everything there. What God is saying. The psalmist says, surely in goodness and mercy. Surely in goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. Amen. Think about this. Surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. I, I thank God for that. He has got my back. He is protecting us. He provides for us. The rear guard was the protection. They protected them, but they also made sure the ones that was already ahead of them got provided for. Uh, in, in the military thing, we do the same thing. We have the rear guard. And what the rear guard's uh, uh, job was that, that they made sure that supplies was always reaching to the front. They made sure they always had what they needed to fight with. They made sure that, uh, that ones that was injured, those that were sick, those who were weary, was brought back to the rear so they can get revived, refreshed, and renewed, and then move back to where they were going. That's the same God that God's saying. Your rear guard is the place where you can find healing. The rear guard is the place where you can find the great physician. The rear guard is where you can find help. You can find healing in the rear whenever you get weary when everything's going your way uh, and let me just tell you get down and come to the rear God is there he says I got the rear guard he's protecting you and he's providing for you tonight amen I thank God for that you need to learn Philippians 419 put it in your 
reservoir of your mind. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. He is behind us making sure we need and provide us with everything that we need. The devil is not even able to cut this off. He can't cut off your... Whoo, the devil can't cut the supply line off. Why? Because the one that's guarding that supply line. He can't come against them. Thank God that Jesus is our supplier. You know what he does? He sends grace up just when you need a little bit more grace. <laughs> he, he sends up peace when you need a little peace that passes all understanding. He sends up a verse of scripture just when you need a word from heaven. He sends up a song just when the darkest night. Uh, he sends up a long a friend when you think you ain't got a friend. Uh, he sends up a message uh, from heaven when you need something to keep you moving forward and going on for God tonight. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. He's providing for us. He's protecting us. He provides for the weak and the weary. Like I said, in combat, casualties, they bring the casualties back to the rear so they can get refreshed, revived. Anybody that was wounded, they'll come back to the rear. That's where our position is, a great position. I'm telling for every weak and weary Christian tonight, we have a doctor in the rear <laughs> that wants to help you. He's the great physician. He says, I'm just telling you, I'm glad Christians don't have to slow down. I'm glad we don't have to stop. Yeah, I'm thank God that when we do get weary and we do get sick and when we do get faint, he doesn't kick us to the side. He doesn't kick us to the curb. Praise Lord, he doesn't kick us to the curb. You know, those saying Christians shoot their wounded, I believe that's about as true as it could ever get. I believe Christians shoot their wounded tonight. And somebody gets hurt, somebody, even when somebody makes a mistake, it's just like we come at them with all we got. Well, that ain't what God says. Jesus said, pick them up, encourage them to keep going. In fact, he, he pushes us. Do you realize it's easier to press on when somebody's behind you, pushing you? You realize that there's times I feel like I just want to stop. There's times I just want to give up. But I feel this little nudge behind me. You got to keep going. God, God is trying to push us and encourage us. To come. It's not time to back up. It's not time to throw in a towel. It's time to keep moving forward. And that's what God does. He keeps pushing us to keep going forward. I don't know how true this is, but they say that behind every good man, there's a good woman. I don't know how true that is. That's that's pushing him and encouraging him and praying for him, lifting him up, trying to keep him, keep him go on. I don't know how true that is. But I do know for that, that behind every good man, behind every good woman, we got a God that's right there pushing, pushing us, encouraging us. Hey, it's not time to give. He's pushing us. He also challenges us to move forward. 
He does not let us become complacent. One of the greatest enemies in, in the Christian life is when a Christian gets so complacent at ease with their walk with God. The worst thing can happen to any Christian is when he said, I've gotten so comfortable, I don't need to do anything else. I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. That is the worst place that any Christian can get in their walk with God. They just got comfortable saying, this is enough. I don't want to move forward. I do understand there's a lot of churches around here that don't do anything. I realize a lot of churches don't have ministries. They don't have outreach programs. I thank God for our bus ministry. I thank God for those that come in here that we can look at and we can love on. We can tell them what God does for them and how they love. Now, I thank God those who work for them. Don't ever quit. Don't, don't ever get so comfortable. Well, I've gotten where I want to get. We're getting so complacent. There's not no place to become comfortable in the Christian walk. No place to be comfortable. There's only one direction. That's keep moving on. Keep moving on. You may have finished what God wanted you to do here, but God wants you to keep moving on. Keep on going. Keep going forward. And we have a commander that pushes us. Prods us. Hey, don't give up. Don't quit. The reason why we do so many ministers around here and outreach programs so that we don't get stagnant. The churches around here, they, they're not doing anything. They're just going through the motions. I, I don't want to go through the motions. I, I don't want to be one, just come to church, go home. Come to church, go home. I, I want to have things that go on, things to do. And these children get up here singing. I'm praying to God, maybe one of them will get up here and start preaching. Stepping up, moving on. Stepping up, moving on. Don't, don't quit. Don't get ease. We try to get people to come in and worship. We try to get people to come in and pray, but that's not the only thing we do. We try to go out and reach those that's lost in, in this world. Don't want to become stagnant with the work of God. In fact, he commands us to move forward. He commands us to move forward. It's just not a challenge to go forward, but it's a commandment that we are to move forward, continually moving forward. We're, our job is to be constantly on the move. Don't sit down. Have you heard that? A moving target is hard to hit. Well, it is. The, de the devil can't shoot at you and hit you if, you if you're moving. If you're moving. But as soon as you sit down, as soon as you stop doing what God wants you to do, he's got aim at you. He's got aim at you tonight. Don't become stagnant. Don't get comfortable. We should be, let me say this and we'll okay, quit. We should be a better Christian tomorrow than we were today. And tomorrow we should be a better Christian the day after that than we were the day before. That's what God is saying. Don't give up. Don't quit. We need to keep moving on for God. We, thank God we got somebody that's got our back tonight. Amen. Thank God he's got my back. Thank God he's got your back. If you're a child of God and you're in the army of God, he's your rear ward. He's your rear guard. He's going to keep pushing you to any time to get up. I thank God for that. He's got our back. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight.